I am living a lifetime in a week. So I'm going to have to like, just, this is a, so much is happening. So much is happening so fast. It's incredible. Welcome to my podcast laboratory. <laughs> that uh, clip was a voice memo that I recorded of myself after I left uh, an ecstatic dance this past weekend. And as you might be able to tell, I was pretty amped. I was pretty amped. And, and rightfully so, honestly, like uh, a lot happened this weekend, so much so that I have not uh, been able to figure out how to synthesize it. I haven't even come close. Um, so luckily, Remember how I wanted to uh, get a spiritual mentor? Yeah, so that happened. And it was it was so cute. Like I, you know, there's this person, this woman who I have looked up to and she has, I realized she had been intimidating to me. And so I kind of leaned into that and thought about why that would be and then realized that anyway... I was working up the nerve to ask her at at uh at this at dance and I finally at the end of the night go up to her and I'm like hey do you think that we could and before I even like that was it I said do you think that we could and she's like yes <laughs> so I didn't even have to like I didn't even have to work that hard I just needed to like say a few words so and I'm, the timing of this is so amazing because, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. I had the most incredible weekend and I got, I got, I feel like I got the cheat codes. I, I was on this second night of ecstatic dance and I just started to get this download and it was basically the story of where my life is headed um, and why it's headed that way. And it was incredible and amazing and fun. And I could just see it all out ahead of me. And yeah, I... um but, you know, I I need help because there's still a part of me that's questioning what it is that I saw that, that, that I got. And, you know, I thought I had worked through the whole worthiness thing, um, yeah, but we're on a spiral. So, you know, that might have a little bit to do with it. But luckily, I have a new spiritual mentor, so that's perfect timing because I have got to, yeah, work through every all of the gifts that I received this weekend. And it had me thinking about the idea of caring what people think. And so let's get into it because... I recognize the fact that I recently got a cheat code for that one um, and it has been the greatest. So if there is, if you are someone who still cares what people think, maybe 
I will be able to say something in the next few minutes that will spark something in you that will free you from that paradigm that like if one person one person could get get released from that well here we go let me just tell you what my experience is let's see let's see if it works so it turns out that when you don't care about what people think you get this core level confidence that literally changes everything and I think that that's a lot of what's happening in my life right now um and part of what I had to get through which is a distinction and and this could be could be you or not is that for the longest time when I heard the phrase not caring what people think I sort of interpreted that as potentially not caring about relationships, caring about the way that you're showing up in relationship with other people. And I realized that, (laughs) lucky me, I got to realize, I got to see that it's not that at all. It's just I'm that awkward. I am that awkward. And I got to see myself and see the ways in which I was trying so, so awkwardly to fit in and recognizing that it's a futile effort and then giving up on the trying of the fitting in because it's just not going to work. And then once you give up trying and once you get to just be so grounded in self-awareness at your full and total awkward awkwardness, you can, you can get to a place of compassion for the way that you are. And from there, you can slip deeply into loving exactly who you are because your life shaped you. And that's the beauty of it. You know, we all are are sort of our own little works of art. And frankly, the variety and the differences are what makes it interesting and beautiful. And so I am definitely on my own and my own thing and it turns out that um uh it's fun like it's actually a lot more fun to just be fully me and the more that I get to be fully me the more fun my life becomes so that's a like a that's an incredible loop that I'm in right now and it's it's just reaffirming and continuously supporting me in this radical self-expression. So I will say this, I had the added benefit of going on a psychedelic spiritual journey where I actually got to experience what it is like to feel unconditional love for Amy. So I was, I was experiencing the unconditional love for me, but not as me. And I got to understand that all that I have been through is, is all of the 
sort of beautiful ingredients that made me who I am and that it was in fact the the trauma that I have endured throughout my childhood and and then some that sort of helped to create the pieces of me that now are my superpowers and you know, part of that was having to practice forgiveness so many times that I feel like I've got compassion kind of dialed in. It's always a work in progress. There is no arriving, but, you know, I got to a point where I was practicing finding compassion for the most difficult people to find compassion for. And I actually was able to get there. And so once you can practice compassion for others, it's actually really easy to release judgment of yourself, to understand that you showed up in the ways that you did because of the different things that life served you. And then once you get to release the judgment of yourself and you get to have compassion for yourself, that's when you can really access self-awareness because it's no longer scary. It's no longer harmful and it's no longer traumatizing to understand the parts of you, the shadow sides of you that have harmed you or harmed others or, you know, whatever. You get to just be compassionate for those parts of you and then also recognize why they were there and then also not do it again. Like that's the key. The key is I see you thing that I've been doing that I don't feel great about and I understand why you're there and I love the fact that you that you were trying to protect me or support me in that way but you don't need to do that anymore. Thank you for that and now I'm not doing that anymore. That's the that's the that's the important part of it but as I've been reflecting on my journey towards just being fully grounded in self-acceptance, I realized that ecstatic dance was a really, has been a really big part of that. And I discovered ecstatic dance because after I came back from my first, you know, time at Burning Man, and I got to experience how unfree I really was, right? I was surrounded by all of these people who were just fully self-expressed and just loving being whatever it is that they wanted to be and me having such a hard time dropping into that. It was it was a lesson in how unfree I really was. And and so then coming back from that, I recognized that I love dance. I've always loved dance. I've always loved dance. And so how could I bring that back in my life? And I was, I found Nia dance, which is a great gateway dance. Five Rhythms is another great gateway dance. But eventually I got to discover ecstatic dance. And ecstatic dance were those of you who don't know, it is where a group of people get together and they uh, commit to uh, dancing. 
And what that means is there's no talking on the dance floor. It's a sober event. This is not a a bar drinking situation. It is people who are like, I am committed to showing up and dancing my ass off for 90 minutes or however long. And I am going to move my body in whatever way my body feels like it wants to move. And I'm not going to care what other people think. And I'm that was such a good, it was my church, basically. Oh, that's so interesting thinking about I like I went to actual church after my divorce to rewire my brain because it was, you know, the the neural pathways towards suspicion and anger and sadness were really strong. And so I had to rewire them to create super highways towards gratitude and wonder and love. Um, And so church did that for me and I feel like ecstatic dance has been somewhat of a church for me in this regard where I got to experience on a weekly basis what it was like to just be me and to feel free truly free to be self-expressed and to know that there was no judgment um, no matter how I wanted to show up and that has really been my medicine for well for since 2016, for sure. And so I feel like that everyone's there dancing to express the most alive version of themselves. And the only thing that comes close to it for me is if you love the feeling of a stadium cheering of like a group of people sort of in unison vibing, this is like next level to that. Because we just like sometimes we'll have a room of filled with people who are jumping up and down and cheering just for the sheer joy of it, right? Their own joy. And the energy is just like, it's like nothing else. It's like nothing else on the planet. You feel so alive. Um, and you're in just this room full of uninhibited weirdos. And so you're just so safe to just do whatever and be whatever. And that ability, that practice is what feels like actual freedom. So you know, we, we toss that word freedom around a lot, but what freedom really means to me is that you are truly free to just be you. And, and that's the, it's the greatest, it's the, it's the greatest for reals. And that's definitely what led to my ability to get to a place where I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you might like me. You might not like me. There's some, I'm not for everyone. I'm an acquired taste. I'm definitely sure of that. And while I am at it, I'm going to swing for the fences here with a manifestation. Because like right now, everything I ask for is happening. So I might as well just freaking keep, keep asking for something else. So Andrew Huberman, he hosts the podcast, The Huberman Lab. And I'm thinking like, what if someone in my 
current reality who is listening to this knew him or knew someone who knew him? And what if I got to talk to him about the intersection of science and mysticism? Wouldn't that be cool? Or like I just got to straight up fangirl meet him. I would be fine with that too. His podcast on alcohol, if you have not listened to it, I mean, I have to say it seriously, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. So there's that. And I also just, I see him and I think, how are you that much of a science nerd? And then you also have that empathy and kindness in your eyes. Like I just, yeah, I know, fangirling, fangirling. So help a, help a girl out. (laughs) you can be the universe manifesting for me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how much faster and crazier life can get, but I'm not complaining at all. I will see you next week.